Tommy Lank went from Hollywood sidekick to Instagram trash fashion superstar. Now he's sitting down with celebs and their own personal garbage, and, well, they're gonna talk trash. We should talk some trash. Well, I'm in trash. I collect it, I sort it, I count it, and I throw it in my trash can. My trash can. Hello, it's me, Tommy Lincoln. You are listening to the Trash Cast. I am riled up today. Uh, I'm starting right in with Trash It or Stash It. <laughs> Knives out. Do we want to trash it or stash it, Will? Did you see it? I did, and we're going to stash it. I loved it. I had so much fun. It's so funny, right? I mean, it's it's uh, shockingly hilarious, Very in my fun. opinion. Yeah, I, get, I mean, I knew it was going to be kind of like a romp. You know, if that's the right word to use. <laughs> but I didn't know it was going to be... A murderous romp. That's right. Or I didn't know it was going to be that funny, though. It was great. I, uh, it's, it sort of has Clue vibes, but, but a little more suspenseful, I guess. And a little more trying to solve the, I guess, the whodunit of it. It's right. a very modern Agatha Christie situation. Um, I thought there would be more, like, actual, like... Stab it. I thought they were all going to try and kill each other. I kind of thought that too. But it's more sort of it's it's a little bit more old school and like they're just trying to solve the crime. The thing the part I do want to trash though is Daniel Craig's accent. Oh my god, it's so bad. He's doing a he's doing a Blanche Devereaux foghorn leghorn situation trying to solve the crimes talking like this and he says the word murder. He any word uh, or like um, uh, murder, picture, any, what's another word? Like, uh, with, uh, <laughs> when he's deep in thought, he goes, uh, 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 it's, vi- it's, there was, there was, I saw that there was a dialect coach, but I just kind of wanted to tell him, you don't have to prove, just talk normal. Does you do you, you be British. Let, uh, I don't, I don't, does that specific American Southern, dialect exist anymore it I, to me i've only seen it or heard it in a in a movie i've never actually met someone from the south that sounds like this every once in a while you do it's like people from new york where you're like oh it's like uh do people really like hey how you doing it's like guy hey, my name's mm, tony that is true. you meet a guy like that and you're like wow you really are this character my other question is do we as americans think that british British respected British actors doing sort of passable American accents. Does that does that sort of off American accent? Because a lot of times when they do an American accent, it it sounds like this. Uh, do we think the sound of that sounds like good acting? Uh, because I, to me, it never goes the other direction, or rarely. Like, why don't I get to go be on a crime drama and do my sort of? Passable British accent. You should. I'm not, and I'm not going to do it for you right now because uh, as soon as I try to do a British accent, it will sound horrible. Even though I can, if I have a script, I can definitely do it. I've been doing it in the Tilda Swinton play, so I, I, I will prove it, but just not right now. But I feel like Daniel Craig's accent was like Dick Van Dyke, Mary Poppins level of inaccurate. Uh, like, because I'm trying to think of other Americans that have done. Meryl Streep has done a good Margaret Thatcher, so that. But I don't know. I I, sh- I would like to talk to a British person and find out how they felt about her accuracy on that accent. That's true. 
Anyway, I, yeah, so... Oh, the, the, my favorite part, though, about Knives Out. Chris Evans' sweaters. Oh, my God. I don't know if it's that they hugged him so nicely or... I did, Do I... I want to wear those sweaters. I want to kind of live... There's a white cable knit sweater that has a fray on the collar and the, and the sleeve. Looked very specifically, purposefully placed. I don't know what... It, do you think it represented, like, he was rich, but he's... He's just like us. I don't want to give away any parts of the movie. Did I spoil anything just now? No, you didn't. Okay. What do you think that his, why, do you think the knitting was designed that way with a fray on purpose? Or did the costumer do that? It's too perfect. And so they had to like, you know, mess it up a little bit. It's kind of how like you want to come in and tussle my hair. You just yeah. want to mess up the perfection exactly, a little exactly. bit. Exactly. I'm looking at you and I'm like, I can't stand that perfection. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. I set you up for that. Um, anyway, Knives Out. You should go see it. Anyway, wait, I have to also mention the rest of the cast of Knives Out is outstanding. Anna de Armas uh, kind of steals the whole movie, wouldn't you say? She's great. I really, I saw her in a movie a long time ago with Keanu Reeves. Oh. And I was like, oh, who's this? And she, the, She's so real and she's funny without even trying and I, she's going to be huge. I wonder if this movie will get... Academy Award nominations. It will for production design. I predict that. There's so many. Every shot has a prop, has like a monkey's paw or a, a bird beak or a, a, a plate of knives just everywhere you look. Um, so go see it. Also, what you're going to want to go see is uh, my guest, Erin Gibson, coming up on this episode. Well, you don't want to see her. You do want to see her. Uh, she, But you can listen to her on the Throwing Shade podcast, which I was just on a couple weeks ago. She's hilarious. She has a book called Feminasty Out. We're going to talk about that and so many other things when we come back with the Trash Cast. Stay tuned. Trash. Oh, it's the Trash Cast. It's trash. Are we recording? Okay, go. What, what's your question? Did you call my vagina Molly earlier? Yeah, I did. Uh, via text <clears throat> message, I said. With uh, no context. <laughs> I told you I was going to the gynecologist, and you said. Take care of your Molly. And I thought, oh, well, you know I do drugs, so that's good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Instantly was like, not the drug of choice for the dog. Gyneco- when you go to the gynecologist, I, I suggest a 10 milligram weed mint. Oh. Pre-gyno. A weed mint. Just I've never done you, like, that. You know, a little loose. Would you go to the proctologist? Um, Same deal. I, I, wait, what's the proctologist? No, I've gone to doctor. Colo- colorectal. <gasps> wait, that's different? Oof. Wait, how is that different? It's I a different I can't remember kind? it's different, but I recently did go to the urologist. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> We're talking about ailments. Uh, wait, no, backing up. Molly, my friend Amy in New York, um, she w- she used to get her, her vagina waxed at uh, Pink Cheeks in I know. the Valley. There's also, oh, wait, here. Yeah. Yeah. And um, she, I think I think the, the waxing lady one day was like, oh, your Molly looks so nice today. Or some, <gasps> it called it the Molly. And ever since Russian then. Russian woman? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. Uh, I've just referred to it as the Molly. And people usually do not know what I'm talking about. It's so good. It's such a good name I for your I can't wait. What would you name yours if you? I'm going to call her, call her Molly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to call, call him Molly. My <laughs> vagina is male. <laughs> I don't like it when you misgender my vagina. Okay. Wow. You're taking... You're taking um, like gender fluidity to a whole new. Everything. I'm not a... fluid, but my vagina is. Yes. 
<laughs> your parts can be different genders, I think. Oh my like God. my hands are masculine. I have big hands. Okay. My mouth is very feminine. Okay. Thinnest lips you could ever <laughs> see on a woman. What? Nose, they. Because it's right in the It's like, it's you a know, they? it's. Okay. She's they's, not. There's a they. They. They're not feminine. They're not masculine. They're just there. You okay. know, and not that that's a, not that they has to be in the middle. It's just like, it transcends gender. My nose. <laughs> wow, I've never thought of my body and physical features in such a manner. I hope I can open your world up. Okay, wait. Today. And now I'm thinking. Okay, my, um, okay, my hands definitely she. They're they're definitely she. Because they're just, I have a she mouth. I have a she mouth. My friend Elisa, who you know. Don't talk to my she mouth like that. You could, that's a great phrase. Lay it on my she mouth. <laughs> I never realized I had such a tiny mouth until Elisa told me. She was like, you, she used to like, you have the cutest little tiny mouth. And she started calling me uh, meow mix. We now call each other meowsers based on. She said it looked like the mouth on that cat commercial where it was like, meow mix, meow mix, meow mix. So that's why. It- I also have a small mouth, which I found out when I got Invisalign. Because they had to put ch- children's Invisalign things <laughs> in my mouth to get a mold. Does that mean that... Uh- I Tight dick sucking. <laughs> <laughs> I can't continue what it's going to ask but see, I'm saying this is a sales. This is a pro in the sales column for our she mouth. She mouth. She mouth. She's got a she mouth. She's got a she mouth. She mouth. Gorgeous. Uh, I feel like it's a, like a new like instead of She-Ra, it's a cartoon called She Mouth. Cut to everybody who wants lead, weed to be legalized, watching it every day, every moment of the she day. She mouth and Heechin instead of He Man. <gasps> I like this new Do I have any manly features? I was going to say, I feel like my nose is definitely, I've got an SJP nose, which means it's a he. You've got a mask for mask nose. A mask for mask. I think Sarah Jessica Parker lives in my neighborhood or has a third house in my neighborhood. What do you mean? I don't. Okay, wait. So SJP has a third. I don't know if it's her, but there is someone with a Tesla. I live in the slums of the Hollywood Hills. Okay. And then- I walk my dog to the actual Hollywood Hills. Okay. And that's where I see a car, a Tesla with SJP license plate. But <laughs> Wait, I don't. I, I have seen this car. But that can't be her car. because. I've seen this car driving around. That's too obvious, right? Yeah. I don't know. I one time took a photo of that license plate. Because you have a pal who lives across the Highland from me. And I bet it was, you, you were in that neighborhood-ish, right? Oh, is that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. I live by the bull. Got it. Got it. All right. Mm-hmm. And somewhere, I won't tell you where, in the beautiful, majestic hills, there is somebody who I actually, if it is her, I've, I'm just going to say bad move because it's obvious because they park their car backwards in the driveway and the front facing park, the the license plate, it just says the initials. Okay. Interesting that you bring this up, but I have a segment called Trash It or Stash It. And what did I write? Reverse parking. Reverse parking. Anyone who reverse parks is a goddamn Republican asshole. That is my opinion. And I don't care who knows Any it. Any exceptions to that? 
I think if you reverse, if you live on a blind curve, nope. If you reverse into a parking spot, <laughs> you are an asshole. It. I don't know why do people do you think you're saving time? You're saving no one's time. You're just making it dangerous because then when while you're doing it, there's no way to signal what you're doing, and then people like me accidentally swoop in and take your spot, and then they yell at me, and it's a whole thing. So this is a personal thing that happened to you today. <laughs> it's happened to me many times in the past. Yes, especially when you reverse park in tandem. I've seen. I've have you ever seen double reverse parking? I, I, it the effort, the effort in the crunch parking lot that goes into reverse parking. Just, just don't be an idiot. Don't you? Got, if you're listening and you're a reverse parker, think. Just think about the the science behind it. Is you 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 pass the spot that you're intending to park in, right? So then the person behind you keeps driving. And then you're like, oh, hey, I want to reverse. There's no way to communicate that. There's no button. There's no flasher that communicates that. Therefore, you're making everything confusing for everyone else, and you're causing traffic and problems, and you probably voted for Trump. Do you hear that, people who go to Crunch, Trader Joe's, and CB2, and now there's a new place? There's literally no, no one Republican is going to No Burke Williams anymore. There's a new place. Uh, there's a European Wax Center. Oh, Yeah. Where they go, where they definitely take off your Molly hair. Okay, wait, speaking of Molly's, so you went to the gyno today. Yeah, she told me I was fat. She didn't say that to me. She but said she your was vagina like, was fat. She goes, your pussy lips are very heavy. So where do you carry, where do you carry All your All my weight? weight is in my in the vagina vol- lips. In the, I don't know It looks lot. like I have two croissants in my panties. <laughs> I know you're setting me up for the joke that I already told you off air. <laughs> and I really appreciate two it. croissants! <laughs> it's like i love french it. not smuggling not store not store-bought what's the the thing that we used to say like oh they're smuggling baguettes like was it you, french pastry <laughs> but now you're smuggling like a budgie smuggler or whatever but now it's like oh she is smuggling croissants like you're at the beach and someone's like, oh check out the croissants on that lady well the problem is no one ever says that with a like a sexual excitement it's usually lots of judgment Look at those fat croissant lips. What a disgusting human. Kill her. Throw her in the water. She's nothing but shark chum as far as I'm concerned. I wish women could look at each other's genitals with love and affection. You got to be friends with your body. Byron Katie says you got to be friends with your body. If you can't love yourself... Nobody else can. How in the hell are you going to love somebody else, you bitch? How dare you think you're going to quote RuPaul on my show and not know, and me not know who it is? You know who said that first was uh, Emma Roberts. (laughs) She said it as a child, and RuPaul stole that right Mm -hmm. off of her. (laughs) She went blonde recently. Did you see? You know. She got. I love when people are like, just got my hair did. And it goes from short to extremely long. <laughs> like, that's not. A those, those are extensions. That's, that's a whole. Girl, that's a wig. Okay. Speaking of her. Yeah. Okay. I'm a big uh, American Horror Story fan. This recent. Do you watch that show? I don't. But I but I watch it adjacent in that I, I follow the seasons, but I don't watch it. Yeah. It, oh, they, yeah. They lost me on a certain episode. It was the first episode, I believe, of season two or three, where they have a black man inside of a cow's skull in the attic. It's the Kathy Bates. You got lost of season three, Coven. I just don't have the... 
I read a lot about bad things during the day for throwing shade. And at night, I need some joy. Yeah. And that wasn't giving it to me. As much as I want to see Kathy Bates watching an Obama speech going, what the hell happened to the world? <laughs> as much as I am into that bizarre reality. I totally get that because I, I can't watch horror movies. But I love that it exists. And I love, the, I love everything about it. Down syndrome positivity. Yeah. I love... I, I, you know, drag queens on it. I just love everything that that show is doing. It's doing it all and it's pulling it off. It is. It's, and sometimes it's crazy. And weirdly, since I don't watch horror movies, I, for some reason, this, it's kind of horror, horror light because you can only it's do camp, so much. It's right? It's like TV. campy horror. Well, this, this past one was definitely campy, this 84 one. Uh, what did I bring? Oh, because Emma, so everyone else, Leslie Grossman, I had a friend who was a guest star, and everyone, you know, this big hair, Ivanka Trump hair, just 80s, ratted, big bangs hair, and then Emma Roberts. What's her name? Robertson? Emma Roberts. Roberts, Roberts, because she's Julie Roberts' niece. She has full contemporary hair. This is what bothers me about period pieces now. And I know the 80s is now a period piece. Yeah. It's full Edith Horton. Like, it is, you know, remains of the day. Yeah. Level right oh, now. yeah, it's centuries. That's how old it is. Bygone era. When I see someone who's got Botox, lay, um, feathered lashes, <laughs> eyelash extent, like doing the whole thing, just you have to take a break for a couple months because it takes me so out of it. Like that would take me out of it. Contemporary hairstyle in the 80s. You know who did that to me? <laughs> this is a bad example. But that, <laughs> that girl, that Dove girl, who was, she was, she's like a Disney or Nickelodeon star and she was in that a hair what was a hairspray, hairspray live yeah and she had full highlighter like she had the full rupaul nose like with with contour, contour. and then the the sparkle highlight right there on the tip of the nose and on the cheeks and like that was not like 60s 50s 60s it was a matte face like so much powder just caked in powder that's what it was supposed to be you looked like you just awoke from baby powder <laughs> that's what that look is yes that hair and body and she was giving me full contemporary, and I don't approve of it. And it, is that the makeup artist's fault? No, because not everyone looked like so that. So she demanded it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so um, she was like, "I'll be bringing my own makeup artist, my own HMU. Thank you so much, HMU team, Glam Squad." <laughs> but also, there's a, a flashback scene in, um, uh, not a flash, a flash forward scene in American Horror Story, and uh, one of the the actor, she's also on Pose, is in a scene with. Emma and they were both been aged and <laughs> Emma Emma looked like she's bare just ba- <laughs> she's playing like a 45 year old woman and she's barely been aged she has the same hair from the 80s which n- is just contemporary and and so I wanted to know if did she tell the makeup artist like go light on my aging and do you think she was controlling the hair like hey or they do they is it they they come up with a way to do they find one example of a of a hairstyle from that time that looks passable for now, and they're like, "Oh, we'll go with that." I have a much bigger theory. Okay, that goes beyond the day. <laughs> is it possible that she's so difficult to work with that their schedule's so behind that they just deal with whatever she's doing and they don't have time to do any of that stuff? Okay, that's one theory. And I also have the same theory about the other woman who was in um what she, who was in Hairspray Live. She was purposely three hours late and came in her own makeup. That's I think these are power moves. 
Oh my god, and I'm studying these. You know I always show up <laughs> as a guest star on something, I always show up with my secret bag of makeup with me. You do? Yeah, because yeah. I know they're gonna I'm gonna walk in the trailer and they're gonna go, Oh, you look fine. And I'm gonna be like, Oh, cool, cool. And then I go to my thing and I put a little concealer on because I'm wearing concealer right now, okay? Full disclosure, Great. I got tired of everyone asking me why I look so tired all the time. So I just put some concealer Whatever so you're using, it's so good and I is it um touche clot? <laughs> What? <laughs> That's like the Christian Dior, like the big, the best, like the mattiest, the most coverage, but you can't really tell you have it on. Oh, no. I'm using, well, this is embarrassing. I'm using a product called Menagerie for men. It's a makeup for men. That's great. That came in like one of those, my ex got like Birch Box or something and it came in. I used it. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Not because it's made for men, because guess what? All makeup is made for men. <laughs> Or women, or whatever you identify as. It's all the skin. It doesn't know the difference between the skin. Unless you're trying to cover a beard, it's pretty much the same. Yes. But here's why. is I have it was It's randomly the perfect color to cover up my under eye darkness. It's so circles. good. Because uh, there has to, like, I've just, I've tried all. I live across the street from the Mac. Oh, they just went out of business. Uh, the Mac Pro Store on Melrose. And I tried all You're the their... second person this week who has been upset about the Mac Pro Store. I made friends with everyone there. Why did it go out of business? I think because... Estee Lauder ran into the ground? <laughs> yeah, yes. I think because they just have too many locations. And because this is... The... Mary J. Blige was like, I'm not doing any more ads for you anymore. She's like... Or can... Eve. Who was it? Uh, it was oh, Mary J. Blige, right? Mary J. Blige. Everyone, a Troy Siobhan had a lipstick. Aquaria had a lipstick. I don't know. Uh, but be the there was an Alfred coffee shop there in the alley, but there was also an Alfred coffee shop like two blocks away on I, Melrose Place. Oh, yeah, I know that. Alfred, the Alfred. Dynasty of Alfreds all over town. Well, you know why? Because the, the dad, okay, so it's the dad oh, you know. that owns... Is it the NASA group? The Somebody estate? owns all the real estate. All real estate. And then their son was like, And baby boy was like, can I have a open a coffee shop? That becomes an immediate huge success. That's when you see things like that and the Mac store running around the United States like that, there's money behind it. There's Mac didn't get the way that it was no. without some somebody's but real estate he, empire. Here's why Mac went out of business, because that little Alfred in the alley changed into a pickup window and it was no longer sort of like a hangout coffee shop. They like blockaded it up and turned it into their sort of takeout kitchen. They were tired of all the people who can't, who likes who like them. Yes, and then the foot traffic went down, and Mac stopped doing as much business. Isn't that sad? And because weird? of Alfred being like our clientele is the worst. How can we get them out but yes. still make money off of them? Yes. <laughs> Yes, and I thought you know maybe maybe the the cycling place that's next door would keep the bit no because people are sweaty and they don't want to go into the makeup that's store. so sad and it's not and it's it's sad and it's not sad because like yeah it's a giant corporation also Who it's cares? right next to NARS too that's true but also like when there's actual people who work at the store and they're like they got two weeks notice and they had lost their job oh so let me tell you something that's my biggest problem with cosmetic companies in general and why I started one of the reasons I started buying and this is in uh, my book only cosmetics from female-run businesses because they don't do shit like that female-run cosmetic companies usually are all vegan not tested on animals and they have like healthcare and shit for their makeup artists and and do good and have a company as uh aesthetic that's not just about aesthetics but also like <laughs> how oh. can we help people who work for us those fucking estee lauder who by the way is a parent company of mac they don't give a fuck. no they don't give one fuck. no 
So I feel really bad for the makeup artists, but I hope that they thrive with their talents. I think they're going to go places. This, this may be the freedom that they needed to be forced upon them to go take bigger steps in their careers. Sometimes you need to be accidentally, suddenly bankrupt in order for you to then <laughs> emerge from your cocoon. Oh, can you tell I'm in a cocoon right now? Are you cool. in a cocoon? Yeah, basically. Um, wait, what is... What I have is... side careers for you. Do you want me to list some that I think you'd be good sure, at? Sure, yeah, yeah. Interior design. <laughs> oh, because I got a gay face. You're going to give me a gay career. I see how you roll. Interior design. Dog grooming. No. Interior <laughs> design. I think... Wait, you're just listing all the parts I've auditioned for in commercials. So, um, sorry. Dog groomer. Anytime um, it's a dog groomer. Harry dad. Dad who's in a hurry. <laughs> Wait, I need to know what is the makeup lines that you like that are owned by women. Okay, so I like, funny enough, I like Beauty Counter because they are, they're kind of like an Avon for, for like millennials, but the woman who runs it goes to Congress and like champions um, more regulation for the beauty industry because there's so much oh. garbage in it. So she, she okay. has a political arm of, of her company and she also is... It, it employs women, and she's a woman, and she started all this. Um, um, I used to have Kylie on my list, but that's over because she just sold to Cody, which is another mega corporation run by dudes. Um, I like Elate, E-L-A-T-E, cosmetics, okay. also run by a woman. Um, and all of her packaging is uh, made out of upcycled wood. Ooh. And you can send the packages back when you're done. Everything, like, pops out, magnetics, uh, stuff like that. Um and yeah what about I, like ju- juice beauty isn't that like Gwyneth it is Paltrow's? and i also love that but it's not as an, enough coverage for me and it does look like a snail just went all over my face like <laughs> it's a little too shiny it's like there's some coverage I, and there's sunscreen there's sunscreen i do enjoy their uh they have like a tinted sunscreen that's what i use that i really and i would wear i would put it on and people be like you look so well rested it's perfect for a man yeah if you have sunspots like i do you got it. I can. I need one. I need an extra step. I need another layer. I, and I, you can't just layer Juice Beauty because then your face just looks wet. Isn't it funny that we went from like the uh, you know early two thousands, which which is again was like the fifties and sixties with Matt, Matt, and like I spent all my formative days on TV shows and back in the day where they're just like powder, 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 get rid of that shine, and now it's like get as shiny as possible look like you just stepped out of the shower look like as you said snail snail trail all over your face get it dewy get it shiny but only the right like it's like targeted shine oh it has to be in the areas the high the the, the where peak, would the sun hit your the face peaks first? areas the 3d areas of your face have to be shiny Oh my god, we have to take a break. I'm so sorry to cut us off here, but there's so much I can I could go on about. Please about shine and wetness <laughs> all day. <laughs> okay, we're breaking. Give me that trash. Give me that trash. Yeah. Give me that trash. Give me that trash. Yeah. Oh, okay, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Did you have enough of a break? <laughs> yes. Um, okay, I didn't even properly introduce uh, introduce you or your book. I'll go back. And I know that's how I like it. It's so much better, don't you think? Don't you think it's weird when people are like, "So here's your credits," and you're sitting there trying not to get that funny? It feels in your awful. Stomachs. So I'm not going to do it to you. We did it to you, and you sat there and took it. I took it. I just took it, like a. I'm did the- you buy this today and you already started reading it? Okay, here's what I did. Okay, anyway, everyone, 
First uh, of all, I'm not. I'm saying this is with an impress. That's an impressive, impressed tone. That's well, not judgmental. I, here's what I did. I started reading it last night because did you know you can just Google the name of a book and then it says here's the first 26 pages. You can read it as a as a sample, as yeah. a taste. I didn't know that taste existed. It. Taste Aaron Gibson. Sometimes you feel like a taste. Sometimes you feel like the whole book. And so I tasted it and I liked the flavor of you. And um, I wanted to support you and I wanted to get the book because I wanted to uh, to read from it. Anyway, her book is called Feminasty, The Complicated Woman's Guide to Surviving the Patriarchy Without Drinking Herself to Death. And it is, uh, I, I just, it, it's so, it's laugh out loud funny, but also just raking the patriarchy over the coals. <laughs> Just, if they you, deserve it. If you are angry, the beginning of the book, you're talking about, you know, why you were confused as this anger that you had. And then when you realized when you, uh, what's the name of your mentor that you talked about in here? Um, Susan Faludi? The beginning. Anyway, someone that educated you about feminism. And you oh, were, my friend Tria. Yes. And you were like, oh, wait, that's why I'm angry at the, at the, the, the position that these people forced me to be in. And. I was reading it and, and relating it to my own struggles, and I think the the gay struggle has so much to do with feminism and toxic masculinity and all of that. So you don't have to – I just wanted to say you don't have to be a lady to, to enjoy this book. You just have to be a human person with some sort of – Be furious, and then you'll get it. <laughs> if you're angry about everything like I am, you will love this book. Sorry, I just – No, I think it's a – I look, I – this book was really hard because I did definitely dive into, like, why I'm angry. So I had to be very angry when I wrote this book. But then I went through and did another pass where I was like, oh, let's make it funny <laughs> Let's now. make it funny and angry. Yeah. Okay, well, speaking of funny, am I? how does it work normally? Do you read – if I brought you on a show – Normally, with like a, a professional, do you read from the book oh, or like, do I read the? If this is quote? NPR, yeah, do I read the quote or do you do it yourself? They they bring in like a they bring in like um, a reader, Charlie Sheen or somebody who's like a trained like a trained like over artist. Yes, um, they bring in some a third party because usually the host isn't as like enigmatic as they're not as like trained and like as as like effusive as you are. So they have to bring in someone who has a pulse and then they read it. Did you have this experience? Is this what happened? Did you go on like a book tour and I just put on my glasses? She's shaming me with her her face. She's she's judging me. Did you like? Do, did you go to like Minnesota and go on a tour and and talk to these? I didn't get to talk to anyone on NPR because I'm too edgy. Oh, they were afraid for of you. NPR, but I don't know why they didn't. But you can't. It's hard to pull some quotes out of this because I do. I'm from Texas, so I say fuck a lot. Yeah, and that's not necessarily a word that they like to have on the on proper radio, where they're trying to get government funding from a <laughs> from a okay. narcissist well, terrorist. They could ble- they could bleep you like we're we're gonna do. Okay, I'm sorry yeah. they bleep on this show. No, you should bleep. Okay, so then I'm gonna read from it. Okay. Um. Okay. I wish you would, because I want to hear it from in your voice, okay. and I want to see what kind of like stank you put on it. Also, like what stood out to me, because this is probably not quotes that other people. Chose anyway. I started reading it last night, and so then I went and bought the book today at Book Soup here in Los Angeles. I met a man named Richard Lewis. He's a retired agent. We're gonna have coffee this week. It's a whole thing. Okay, so um, you're talking about Tatiana Siegel. She, a brave woman, wrote some whatever. Who cares? Here's Aaron's quote. Now I've seen the first Fifty Shades of Grey, and let me tell you, it's a joke to call it erotica. I get that Fifty Shades author E. L. Fudge. <laughs> 
you call her eel fudge? I get that Fifty Shades author eel fudge wets her Hanes panties at the theory of an emotionally broken Christian Grey coming at her in his dumpy Tommy Hilfiger jeans. But I am not so H.O. That means in my not so humble opinion. If my options were to either let the Hilfiger jeans guy jerk me off with a horse whip or be cursed to live as a chain wallet belonging to the lead singer of a Christian rock band for the rest of my life. I would choose the latter. <laughs> if the Me Too movement means women's boundaries are respected and I never have to see a Fifty Shades poster on a bus stop again, it's collateral damage I can get behind. The Fifty Shades movie franchise needs to make like a gum tissue and be flushed down the toilet or like what happens in my house get eaten by my dog. Don't worry. I always fish it out of his mouth before he swallows it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. By the way, okay, fun fact. It originally said structure jeans, but everyone at the publishing house, nobody remembered structure. So I changed it to Tommy Hilfiger. Oh, my God. I bought... I still have memories of a structure sweater. It was a rolled neck sweater. Oh, yeah. And when I was there... I went with this guy that I was secret. It was before I came out of the closet. Oh. It was up in Thousand Oaks, California, and I was sort of dating this guy, but not really. I don't know. It was weird. We went, and like we were at the mall hanging out. This is while I'm in like, junior college, and the structure had a like a, inter- like a national underwear model competition. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm going to enter that. Like, I can do like it doesn't have to be someone who's real muscly. Like I'm a, I was a twink at the time, I guess. And I, what I was legitimately going to submit myself to the structure national underwear model search. And did you do it? I did not. Who did someone talk you out of it? Cause I really, I would have, I would, don't you want those pictures? Now? I wish, I wish I would have done it. I did then instead go drive myself down to a John Robert powers modeling agency, open call in orange County. Don't you guys? They just want your money. That's what do you need to know about them? We've all been through Barbizon. <laughs> they take your money. They tell you to get a nose job. Be a model. They tell you what if you're an autumn or a spring, and then they kick you the f- out. Learn to. What was their slogan? Be a model. Or just learn to learn, look like one. Look one. <laughs> or be like. Be a model, or just learn an eating disorder. <laughs> Those are two things that are going to happen here. We're going to shame your shame your body oh. in a way that will make you want to throw up in a Tupperware and hide it under your bed. Or you'll be working for Foley's as a bridal model at 16. <laughs> Those are your options. Foley's is a department store in the South. You can where, just replace it with whatever where, yours was. Where, Kohl's. Where in Texas are you from? Houston. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I cared about that. No, it doesn't. It, you should never care about Houston. Um. God bless. If you live in Houston, congratulations. You got to see acai bowls. Finally. <laughs> why? Okay. Have you ever seen an acai berry live in the store? Why do they have to only be frozen? Because they only come from South America and they but can't all grow our, here. All, but we, in the winter, our strawberries are coming from Chile and Argentina, right? So why yeah. are, are acai berries so fragile that they, they can't compete with other berries? And why do they have to be frozen? Something with that much lycopene. Can I? I don't know what the deal is. It's always frozen. It's a, they're, they're like weapons. They're like brick weapons. 
You can't Ugh. thaw them in time to even make a shake with them. No, I, that's why you, you have to, you go, to, have to go to a store to get the acai bowl. Because when you try to do it at home, it is just, I've tried. It doesn't work. Who has the time? <laughs> you can't, this, it, you have to thaw. You have to cut the package. And then you don't have any peanut butter. I prefer an acai oh. bowl that has like the peanut butter in it. I, I go to a backyard bowls and they have a flavor that has peanut butter in you're it. You're blowing my fucking... My bleeping mind. Yeah. No, you got to get peanut That's butter. I know berries, in, but it tastes like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I only like those bowls from there. I don't go anywhere else anymore. I don't go to any of the other places. I'm not going to mention their names in town. You just I only go, go backyard. backyard. They, do it the, they do it right. And then you get a $20 coffee next door. Also, at Blue they have something shocking. And then I don't want to talk about bowls anymore. <laughs> You're done? You're done? You got so angry about bowls? They have that soundproof <laughs> building in the middle. They put someone in noise-canceling headphones in the middle of this plexiglass, like, straight-up, like, bur- anti-burglary, like, shaft. Like, it the, is a chamber. It's the a kind chamber. where you used to grab $100 bills and, like, in the mall. Like, or, or where you, like, go skydiving and they turn the fan on. And they're in there. And so, okay, my favorite was one time. It's so insane. I was in, and they got head, headphones on, right, to cancel out the noise while they're in there. Protect their employees, yeah. And there was... I mean, every one that works there just moved to town, and they're gorgeous, right? So this man was in there, and the 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 jerking off motion that they do with the blender and that stick that they stick in the blender—it's so—it's very erotic to me. And then he's in there, and he's gorgeous, and he's wearing these dumb headphones, and it's soundproof. And it's like when you put something like to me, that's theater. You literally put a proscenium stage in front of me. Like, how am I supposed to not watch that? I graduated from Tish and I'm opening a bowl store. Watch me. I'm going to flare it out. I want to do flare. specific theater at a backyard bowls that takes place in the thing. I, it is like, it's like a go-go dancer box. Yes. But for smoothies, it's a site. I, by the way, I had forgotten all about how much problem I had. I had, I had, Seen it so many times, it had become just normal to me. You're desensitized to... Yeah, I bet people come to L.A. and they're like, what is that box? Why is there a person in there? Literally a person very ceremoniously, like, opening a door, going inside. And then also, why do we have to be able to see them? There's also, there's like, also a sort of little dumbwaiter window that they can open. They slide... The people fill the stuff, and then they slide it through the window, and he closes the little window, and then starts the... Him, they, she, they, anyone. Whoever did it does a lot of mushrooms. Yeah. That's a that's a mushroom idea. But a, also, a, a why won't my phone work in that establishment? <laughs> why can't I get a signal? Just saying. Because maybe all the plexiglass blocking all the. Okay, um, I need to. Yes. Uh, you can also, by the way, you can listen to Erin Gibson on her hit podcast, Throwing Shade. I feel like it's. I mean, you already know it's one of the most listened to podcasts because the number of messages I got from people saying, I heard you on the podcast. Yay. And then none of them were like, I'm going to listen to your podcast. So I had to, I wrote back to all of them. Like, good. If you thought I was funny, <laughs> give a listen to my podcast. But anyway, the people from around the world are listening. When were you aware that at first was like a hit? Uh, we made it. It wasn't at first. I mean, we, we started off with very small. I mean, look, Brian and I were doing a TV show on a network that was invented by Al Gore that no one watched. <laughs> the show was called Infomania. It was starred, or as my aunt calls it, Ninfomania. And she doesn't say it as a joke. <laughs> she just straight up gets it wrong. Oh, my God. 
doesn't I don't think actually knows what nymphomania means. No, so she doesn't. anyway, it's great every time. And so we were doing the show. Brian was talking about gay issues and how the media portrays gay LGBTQ people on TV and in commercials and, you know, basically all the tropes. And then I was doing the same thing for women. And then when the show got canceled because more people were watching our made-for-TV upside-down tomato <laughs> water commercials, <laughs> um, we didn't want to stop talking. So we started doing the podcast. We weren't getting a lot of numbers at first, but I think it was probably like six or seven months in that we really started to ramp up. And uh, this was during Obama oh. administration. So at that point, we were talking about stuff that no one really, A, knew about, B, knew they needed to care about. But even though Obama was in office and we had these, this like Shangri-La moment in America there were states doing terrible things. Yeah. And they were just under the under the radar because everyone was talking about these bigger, massive, social, progressive, uh, socially progressive things that were happening that were very exciting. And we're the ones going like, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, Mississippi is uh, making uh, it illegal to talk about gay sex in the in the uh in this in the classroom and you know oh alabama just closed their last abortion clinic or are about to so we were kind of the harbingers of bad news <laughs> and now we're like i mean look at how many people are talking about this stuff now because because of trump you know everyone's like kind of ha has has like oh you know sees how the matrix works yeah to quote a very relevant movie of this time and day yes. right now <laughs> so it's been it's been a very interest it's it's interesting to watch how our show has grown and then how now other people care about these issues which is exciting we need everyone caring about this stuff we're, we're never going to change i would like to be out of a job quite yeah, honestly but i that's the thing the the you know bad news for our country has been great news for your podcast because there's way too much to talk about because it's all on fire. So I'm reading this book called uh, The Good Life, and it's written by a husband and wife. They were they were professors in New York. They got fired for communist um, propaganda, which was basically like socialism, like we should have a labor unit. So I'm reading this book it was, that was written in like 1935, and everything he is talking about rallying against is happening right what? now. It is chilling to read this book. And it's more of like, here's how, you, if you want to live off the land and not have to deal with, you know, um, society, not society, but like being a part of like uh, any commercial aspect or um, corporations or anything, here's how you do it. Oh. And so then it had a resurgence in the 60s. And now this book has a resurgence now because people are like, I want out. I oh, went yeah. out of the system. I mean, I keep coming up with escape plans like, I'm moving to Iceland. I'm going to be a sheep farmer and make sweaters. You're not the only one. This is happening I'm yearning. with everybody wants to have this a is simpler... This you, you, you bought a compound in... Uh... That was an accident. Okay. <laughs> that, was an, that was not something I was planning on doing. That's in New Mexico? My dad got throat cancer. He's fine. Okay. He's totally healed except he has a trach, which is fine because now he, he still talks as much as he used to, but it's just a with, lot quieter. With one of those machines? He doesn't have... He can do a voice box, but he can whisper talk. Oh, they okay. saved enough of his vocal cords that he can call me and talk on, <laughs> incessantly about okay. things that are moderately important. Um, and then my mother-in-law was homeless. She was living with my sister-in-law. I don't know what happened. She got... She left in the middle of the night, stole the cat, 
live moved in with a guy named Jimmy Cheesecake, living in a gray garden mansion what? in the Hamptons. Yeah. She called us and she was like, winter's coming. There's no heater in this fucking mansion, this dilapidated mansion. So she was basically homeless. I, we don't, we have like a two bedroom house here. We don't have room for, and my husband's brother lives with us who has Down syndrome. So we're like, we're just the, we're like the go-to when someone has a problem. They're like, hey, I'm homeless. And we're like, okay, we'll fix it. So I saw a witch in Austin when I was living in Houston when my dad was sick. Okay. My friend goes, you have to see my friend, Sister Temperance in Austin. I went to her. She goes, whatever you do, you need to make sure that you get something out of it. If you put your mom, your mother-in-law, or your dad in some kind of situation, an apartment somewhere where you're just paying for them to like basically live out the rest of their life, it's going to be bad for everybody and you're going to resent them. Okay. So you need to get creative and figure out something that's fun for you. So then my friend who sent me to the witch said, why don't you check out Santa Fe? It's super liberal. It's very small. There's like a crazy art scene happening there because of Meow Wolf. I'd never been to Santa Fe. Last Thanksgiving, I take three days off of my book tour, go to Santa Fe. I find a real estate agent on Instagram. I go, I need a house (laughs) that I can split into two houses that has a rental property to pay for the house. And it was the first place we looked at and we put an offer in. And then that's where my parents live now. So I took a house that was two bedroom. I put a wall up in the middle. My mother-in-law has a one bedroom apartment that's massive. My dad has a one bedroom apartment that's massive. They live next door to each other and we'll have two rental properties. It's on four acres. So there's four places for people to live out there. And you better believe that when my parents are dead, I'm going to die out there too. (laughs) I love it. Santa Fe is the most <gasps> magical place in the world, and I can't believe that more people. It's like Joshua Tree times four thousand. I see. I wish I, I wish I enjoyed desert climate. Oh, I, see, you have to you you have to like it somewhat because you age ten years the minute you get out. Yeah, there. I, I I can't. I'm trying to escape to Scotland because ever since I showered there for a month and my hair was so soft and my skin was never better. And I come back to L.A. and I'm just like, I got to get back. I need to be somewhere green and moist. Okay, we have to take a little break, and then we'll be back. (laughs) Are you going to trash it or stash it? Trash! I like trash! Okay, we've... Okay, we're back. I've been... I've just been... We've gone down a rabbit hole. Did you digest all of that? Yeah, I, it was, we didn't get to... That any, was the bullet point. I, of, I, 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 pre- I prepared all these things, and great. We don't have to do them. I did bring my trash. Yeah, we're going to do that right okay, now. Okay, okay. Uh, also, wait, before uh, we get to that, I just need to ask a, a question. I did... So you created the show Gay of Thrones. I did. Which I'm sure you guys have heard of. Emmy nominated? Did you win? or just, Never. Okay. Because, because carpool karaoke. Don't get me started on James Corden. Oh, wait, a straight man that does everything that the gays are doing and gets rewarded for it. Meanwhile, we're made fun of. Oh, cool. Enjoy your career, sir. Oh, have fun on an airplane with Kanye West. Yay. As soon as you get rich, you have no idea what's funny anymore. Also, like, of all people to make alliances with, Kanye, the most problematic person in the world. Is there a choir full of African-American folks flying around with Kanye. Do they not know? Do well, they not know that he's wearing MAGA Well, it's the hats same thing with R. Kelly. How, why are people People are still him? defending R. Kelly. I don't know. I can't. You know what? It's not. I, I don't know what to say other than like, let's just. Can we just start respecting the people who actually like are the victims of the situation instead of rewarding the monsters? I don't. I, yeah. I don't. I don't know what. We can't. Which people all 
they need to be okay with being friends with normal people. Yeah. Because otherwise, they, you just get so checked. I mean, same thing with Ellen. It's like they're in an echelon where they don't even understand space and time anymore. I mean, I don't like how do you remain? That's a question I have to just everyone. How do you remain funny and relevant? And because comedy comes from a place of poking fun at things that we can relate to, that comes from a negative place sometimes. It comes from pointing out problems. Like, and once you become sort of corporate comedy at this giant rich level, how do you how do you keep that? I don't know. You better keep keep your friends from before. Yes. And you better make sure that those friends are okay saying no to you and that you listen. Because the minute you start shoving every you've seen this happen. I've yeah. seen this happen with so many people. You start shoving the old people out and then now you're friends with other people at your at your level. Those people don't give a f- Everyone's there gets transactional. And so everyone's going to say yes because they're trying to get something from you and you're trying to get something from them. And it's a fake make-believe world. So be friends with real people who are going to say, no, you can't f-ing do that, idiot. Yeah. Amen, sister woman. That's it. Okay. That's my secret. Success makes you exactly who you are. So you have to make sure you don't let that get in the way. Whoa. You better work on yourself because you might get money one day and then you can turn into an asshole. You're going to be a monster. You're going to be that same asshole but with money. Yeah. Okay. So I have to get to the, the, the trash or treasure moment. Can you present to me any trash or treasure items you brought with you? I wore it. Whoa. Okay. okay. That's why I have my shirt closed. So okay. by the way, everyone should know we dressed exactly the same. We you were both, both have... wearing army green shirt, like shirt, shirt jackets. Yeah. Okay. But I closed mine because I didn't know if I should be embarrassed Wait, about this. Wait, am I allowed? I yeah. Do you want to record this? Yeah. I'm gonna dun, dun. <laughs> There's nothing like a strip tease to another totally covering. Okay. Okay. She's presenting me. She's unbuttoning her, her green. Make sure you get my double chin while you're Army ready. jacket. I'll go up. She's, okay, is a, a vintage t-shirt. It has three stallions on it. Made by <laughs> Bobby G. Bobby G has signed it. 1980 Trinity Products, San Marcos, California. I mean, why would we need all this here? I don't know. I don't know because it's art. So this shirt, not only is it old. Oh, wait. Okay. Don't tell me Okay. if it's trash or treasure yet. Did you bring two items or just the one? I just brought one, but I want to tell you about the second one because I was embarrassed to bring it on a lift. Okay. Are, you, you, are you British? Now you called it a lift. <laughs> That My car's it. in the shop. I literally took a lift. Oh, I, thought you... <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant the elevator. Okay, continue. Continue your story, ma'am. Okay, because I've had this happen before where I've had underwear in my bag, and I have gone to pull out my phone, and it's like landed in the back <laughs> of an Uber or Lyft. So I have, and I'm not going to tell you whether this is a keeper, keeper or give. Okay. One, I have, no, I have four pairs of emergency underwear they had to buy. Because I thought I had underwear in Santa Fe and I had indeed none. Hanes, just like I said, you know, fudge. Hanes, full coverage <laughs> over the waistband. Granny panty? Granny panties in lilac purple. Seamless? No, uh, no visible, no uh-uh. VPL? Oh, no. You know those full panties. Full VPL. <laughs> you know those panties are on. But you can't, re- can you see the seam? Because they're so covered, they're covering my butt so much <laughs> that they actually go under my cheeks and over my stomach. Look, I'm wearing essentially Mormon undergarments right now. <laughs> I have I have uh, boxer briefs that go to my knees right now. I love that. Because I, my, I get chafed in my crotch area 
if I don't have coverage there because my have like very thick th- like soccer playing thighs even though I don't play yeah. soccer and they rub together and I don't like that so I like full coverage I'm with you I have to wear pants to bed <laughs> full trousers <laughs> okay so I have to decide if your lilac granny panties or your uh, horse t-shirt are your trash or your treasure I honestly as a person I have I've kept two vintage t-shirts that are my favorite One also this does smell I, and I can't get it out. It's okay. from the... I, this This is obviously your treasure. I'm just going to say this is okay. a treasure. Am I correct? Yes. So I wear this shirt three to four times a week. I, what is it about the perfect the I perfect vintage t-shirt? It fits perfectly. I have been on eBay looking for, for more. duplicates. I, I have the same relationship to a Dick Tracy t-shirt. <gasps> and it's one, I'm dead. I found it 15 years or 12 years ago at a thrift store. And I've... Uh, uh, it's the shirt I wanted in high school, but never got. And then I found it as an adult. And now it's at a point where it only has like maybe 10 washes left. So now I have to like sort of celebrate it and wear it only a couple times a year. But I want to wear it every day. And you can't find it anywhere on eBay. I didn't even think to try that. So I should eBay, Etsy, not Cherish. <laughs> and not First Dibs. <laughs> not those. Like... Oh, my God. If I see a Dick Tracy shirt. Keep me posted. I will let you know. Also, Is I've... it his face? It's and would you take other characters? Yeah, I'll would take you take it. the I'll blank? Take breathless, breathless Mahoney, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't know if I want Al Pacino because I just I can't I can't. Oh no, he he did, he was just like making me look more like Al Pacino. <laughs> and by the way, the panties you might have guessed they're, they're trash. You yeah, gotta get rid I, I of got those. it, but I keep wearing them. But they have to go. They're not sexy. It's really embarrassing. Okay, well you can send them to me and I will auction them off to charity. <gasps> okay. If you want, yeah, to I have fully a get rid of them. Lilac. Okay, I'll wash them first and sign them. Okay. I'll, oh yeah, I'll, I'll sign the I'll sign the croissant lips. <laughs> okay, so I don't always do this, but I've brought some trash or treasure items, and I'd like you to guess what are my trash, tra- and you can describe okay. them as I present them okay. to you. Um, also, this is a book themed trash or and treasure, and this is and this is a this is a hard copy. So this is this is um, purchased or given to you very early in the game. This is, doesn't look like it's been through a thrift store. And um, let's see. There's a receipt in here from Spectrum Cable. So <laughs> with, yeah, your address. And let's see. It's $194. So that's a that's a very, I don't know what you're doing on your cable bill. Okay. I'm going to guess this is. Don't say, don't just guess. Okay, yeah, okay, I'm going to okay. present them all to you. I don't okay. think it's been read. Okay. okay. <laughs> Next item. <laughs> Crafting with feminism, 25 girl powered projects to smash the patriarchy. And number three? <sighs> no, I don't know what I, No, I don't know. Okay, if you don't need a man to fix it book, A Woman's Guide to Confident Home Repair. Now, full disclosure, I own this book. What? In paperback. Okay. I, so I'm can I go through these now? Okay, just to decide what you Okay, you don't need me to fix a book, The Woman's Guide to Confident Home Repair. This is written by Jim Wood and Bart Hausman, which is a problem, but introduced by Irma Bombeck, which is a great thing. Yeah. If you don't know who Irma Bombeck is, get a clue. Yeah. She's one of the most uh saucy, sardonic Although I wish she would have written the whole book. Okay, anyway, I'm going to guess that this is treasure, and here's why. This is one of the funniest books I've ever read and somewhat helpful. Um, but it is very worn, so you might be about to throw it away. But I'm going to guess this is treasure. This is a treasure. Okay. I got it at a thrift store like 10 years ago. I brought it because I was today I'm like, 
I'm like, I want to, I've always wanted to option this as a show. You don't need a man to fix it. And I thought you How can, would can be the I person. help you make that happen? I would like, that's why I brought it. I would like, can we do this together? I, this needs to happen. Because I don't know if it's a, 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 a like a. Don't steal that idea. Okay. Anybody, this is illegal. This We're is a legal, legal disclaimer. This is a writer's guild <laughs> claimer claim to, to the property. Anyway, I would like to do make this project with you. Uh, and the fact that you already have it. Uh, oh, I have several. But also, by the way, the cover of the book, which is ripped, is a, like a very lovely lady's hand with a manicure holding a screwdriver. And that, to me, is just, I'm obsessed do with it, it. Do it in fashion. Yes. Do, it, do it. Everyone knows that you can have a perfectly polished nail while you hammer into drywall. This one? It looks like it's never been read. Uh, the person that wrote this book I, I I won't even say who it is because I have friends that are friends with this person. I've never read it. I'm never going to read it. This is my ex's from when we were living together. I think this is his. Oh, this is his. This is my ex has another ex also named Tom. Old Tom, new Tom. It's Tom after I just... Tom. <laughs> Too much Tom on my hands. So that Tom is has a almost two hundred dollar spectrum bill. Yes. Okay. So um, I got to get rid of this book because it's, I'm never going to read it. It's triggering. It's triggering. Um. Okay, well, um, we have to go. That what was... a bomb you brought on here. I Everything know. you have to bleep out. <laughs> Who can... I mean, you know what? You'll, you'll make it work. We'll make it work. Uh, Aaron, thank you for being here. Thank you for I'm being a joy. with you. Uh, it was so fun being on your podcast. Thank you for being on mine. Get Feminasty. I got it. It's in paperbook now. So if you're a poor person, you can afford it. Yeah. And get, get on it. It's, h- it's three or four dollars in paperback. Oh, wait. No, be... it's more. It's like... It's like $15. And you know what? If you want to auction off some, I have extras at my house. I'll sign them and you can auction them off. Oh, my God. I would love to. Yes. With my panties. Yes. My croissant panties. We got purple panties and (laughs) croissants for everyone and a book. I have to wash them first. You understand. Okay. Okay. Or or not because maybe we'll get more money the other way. (laughs) Chris sandwich. (laughs) Okay. That's lovely. I can't wait. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, before we go, Aaron Gibson is giving me some Feminasty books to send to you. So if you want to win a free copy of Feminasty, go to Apple Podcasts to the Trashcast review area and leave me a review, a rating and a review. Um, you know, you can give it five stars if you feel like it. Uh, no pressure. Uh, but if you put your Instagram handle as part of your comment, we will choose, I think we get, we're getting like 10 books. We're getting five hard copy and five soft copy soft cover soft what's something's gonna be hard something's gonna be soft uh and you're gonna get one so be sure to put your instagram handle in your comment and i will choose at random the 10 of you to get a free copy of the book also come see me live at Sketchfest in san francisco January 10th at 7.30 and 10 p.m. You can see me as Tilda Swinton and Tilda Swinton answers an ad on Craigslist. It's going to be so much fun. We're in a huge theater, so please come see me there. And January 26th at 8 p.m. I will be doing Trash slash The Trash Cast live. So come check that out. Sketchfest. See you there. Thanks for listening to Tommy Lank's Trashcast. The Lady Gang Network is produced by Will Sterling, Steve Delamater, Kirsten Woodward, and Elizabeth Baquet. Thanks for rating and reviewing wherever you get your podcasts and tune in for new episodes every single week. 